or deficiency in the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why one of the 99 names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is Al-Hamid, the only being who deserves all praise. And to remind ourselves of this aspect of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are instructed to recite Surah Al-Fatiha in every raka'ah of every salah. And in Surah Al-Fatiha, we commence by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and reminding ourselves that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only being deserving of all praise. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the entire universe. And in this verse, the alif lam is for istighraq. So the scholars of grammar tell us that the lamul istighraq is a lam that denotes complete inclusiveness in meaning. So this verse means all praise belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. So whoever we are praising, whatever we are praising, in essence, we are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why the scholars say that when we praise any of the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in essence, we are praising the being who created this creation. When we see a beautiful flower, or when we smell the fragrance of a flower, and we praise it, in essence, we are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who made this flower so beautiful, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who placed such a beautiful and wonderful fragrance in this flower. When we see a scholar giving a speech and we marvel at his knowledge, or we see someone with piety and he is a obedient servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we praise him for that, in essence, we are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who gave this person this intellect to amass such great knowledge. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that being who gave this person the tawfiq to be obedient to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So whoever we praise, whatever we praise, in essence, we are praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is why if we study the books of Aqeedah and we ask ourselves, what does the word Allah mean? The word in Islam that is used for Lord and for our God is Allah. And the meaning of Allah as explained to us by our scholars is Allahu alamun, ismun alamun lidhatil wajibil wujud al mustajmi'i li jami'i sifatil kamal. The word Allah is a proper noun that denotes that being whose existence is necessary. And it is not possible like our existence. It is necessary and mandatory. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is azaliyun and abadiyun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala existed from before time and he will exist after time. Al-mustajmi'i li jami'i sifatil kamal and Allah is that being who possesses all qualities of perfection. There is not a single deficiency or there is not a single defect, neither is there any quality of deficiency found in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only being who deserves to be worshipped. We say, La ilaha illallah. There is no one worthy of worship besides Allah. And Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, in his book, Kimiyaw Sa'ada, writes, and this book was originally written in Farsi. The original name of the book is Kimiyaw Sa'adat, and it was later translated into Arabic. So in this book, Imam Ghazali, rahimahullah, scholar, or this is not the statement of some buzurg or some hazrat, this is the statement, and this is a fact that we are deducing from the Qur'an. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَسَارِعُوا إِلَىٰ مَغْفِرَةٍ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ مَجَنَّةٍ عَرْضُهَا السَّمَاوَاتُ وَالْأَرْضُ وَعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ That hasten towards the forgiveness of your Lord and hasten towards such a jannah whose width is that of the heavens and the earth. وَعِدَّتْ لِلْمُتَّقِينَ And this jannah has been prepared for the people of taqwa. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to enumerate the qualities of the muttaqun. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ They are those who spend in the path of Allah in good conditions and bad conditions. So poverty does not prevent them for, from spending for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So a person doesn't have to have a lot of money to be generous and a person does not have to have a lot of money to spend in the path of Allah. A person has to have a big heart. A big heart causes a person to spend in the path of Allah. وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْظِ And they suppress their anger. وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ They forgive. They forgive their oppressors and they forget. وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ not only do they swallow their anger, not only do they forgive their wrongdoers, they also treat them with kindness and they do favors upon them. So they are people with good hearts. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعْلُوا فَاحِشَةً أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ ذَكَرُوا اللَّهَ فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا لِذُنُوبِهِمْ That when they commit an indecent act, an immoral act, أَوْ ظَلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ or they oppress themselves by doing any other sin. Immediately they remember Allah and they seek forgiveness from Allah. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, But in between, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, Who is that being who can forgive your sins besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Then Allah SWT says, وَلَمْ يُصِرُّوا عَلَىٰ مَا فَعَلُوا وَهُمْ يَعْلَمُونَ And they do not persist in doing the sin knowingly. And in the tafsir of this verse, Allama Alusi rahimahullah in Ruhul Ma'ani writes that there are two types of persistence. One is the literal translation, one is to be persistent in doing a sin. So if a person is committing a sin so many times in a day, from a linguistic perspective, he will be called musirrun, a person who is persistent in doing sin. But then there is another israrun shar'iyun, persistence upon sin from, in the eyes of the sharia. And he says that the meaning of israr shar'i is al-iqamatu ala al-qabih, al-iqamatu ala al-qabih bidun tawbati wal-istighfar. To be persistent in doing 
a sin without istighfar and without tawbah. And then he quotes a hadith that comes in the Sunan of Abi Dawood. Ma asarra man istaghfara wa in'ada fil yawmi sab'ina marra. To support his opinion, he narrates his hadith that Rasulullah said that that person who seeks forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is not regarded to be a persistent sinner, even if he commits the sin 70 times. That is why our mashayikh say that sometimes after committing a sin and a person is regretful and remorseful and he sincerely makes tawbah and istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the amount of tears that he sheds, so this tawbah and istighfar and tears causes him to reach such proximity and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that if this person had to spend the entire night in ibadah, he would not have gotten that same level of qurb with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Juwaini rahimahullah, who was given the title of Imam al-Haramain, and he was the most prominent teacher of Imam Ghazali rahimahullah, and he was most responsible for molding, for spiritually molding the great personality of Imam Ghazali rahimahullah, who went on to become one of the greatest spiritual leaders in our Islamic history. Once he made dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, O oh Allah, make it such that I never commit a sin. And so a, a, a voice from the unseen came. And this voice said that if you do not commit sins, then you will not turn to me and you will not seek forgiveness, you will not shed tears. And I like my servant when they turn to me, when they seek forgiveness, when they shed tears, because I love to forgive sins. And if you do not commit sins, then you cannot reach the qurb and the proximity and the closeness that you want to reach with me. So then Imam Juwaini rahimahullah, he understood what the indication was. Now this doesn't mean that we should become bold and we should commit sins. No, that's not what this hadith means. Or this is not what this incident means. And Rasulullah said in a hadith, Wallahi lawlam tudhnibu la dhahaba bikum wa la jaa'a bi qawmin akhareena yudhnibuna fayastaghfiruna Allah fayaghfiru lahum. That by Allah, if you stop committing sins, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will destroy you and he will create another creation, another nation who will be sinners. And after committing sins, they will seek forgiveness and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive them. Because this is how much Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves to forgive. So a person will never reach a level of sin, uh, uh, of committing sins, that he, he should lose hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cannot forgive him. This is actually a trait of kufr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that only those people who disbelieve, only those people with kufr lose hope in the mercy of Allah. And this is actually a matter of aqidah. If a person loses hope in the mercy of Allah, he actually goes out of the fold of Islam. Because this is because we learn this from a direct verse of the Quran in Surah Yusuf. 
That is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Quran, قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَطُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الذُّنُوبَ جَمِيعًا إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Rasulullah sallallahu O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, tell your ummah, tell them on my behalf, give them this message, O my servants who have transgressed themselves by committing sins, do not lose hope in the mercy of Allah. Why inna Allah yaghfiru dhunuba jami'a Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all sins That is why Sometimes this is a deception of shaitan and the nafs That we tell ourselves that What is the point of making so much tawbah and istighfar When we already know that we will commit the sin again So then there is no need to make tawbah or istighfar so this is actually a deception from the shaitan and this is a way for shaitan to make a person become immoral and indecent and become numb to committing sins. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the effect of performing salah. Inna salatatanha anil fahsha'i wal munkar. That salah prevents a person from immoral acts and from committing sins. Now someone might ask themselves that we pray salah but we still end up committing sins. So does this mean that this Quranic verse is, is wrong or Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is lying? So Allah Rasulullah sallallahu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is as-sadiqul mastuq like Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is as-sadiqul mastuq. Whatever they spoke is the truth and we as believers and Muslims we believe in them. That is why they are al-mastuq, as-sadiqul mastuq. So in this verse Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not say that a person who performs salah, he will not commit sins whatsoever. Allah is saying, salah will prevent a person from committing immoral acts and sins. What that means is that person who is mindful of performing his five times daily salah, he will have the awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his heart at all time. And when he commits a sin, he will be regretful and remorseful and immediately he will remember the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And a person who is not mindful of performing salah, who does not worry about performing salah on time, a time will come when he will become numb to committing sins to such an extent that he will not even feel regretful and remorseful when he is committing his sin. That is why Rasulullah he explained to us the essence of tawbah. Tawbah is not just lip service. It is an act that we due to show sincere remorse over committing a sin. Rasulullah said, Anadamu tawbatun. That regretfulness and remorsefulness is the essence of tawbah. Without regretfulness and remorsefulness, a person's tawbah is not regarded to be a tawbah. And from the narration of Aisha anha, we learn that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees sincere regretfulness over committing a sin in his servant, even before seeking forgiveness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives him. And the narration is, مَا عَلِمَ اللَّهُ مِنْ عَبْدٍ نَدَامَةً مَا عَلِمَ اللَّهُ مِنْ عَبْدٍ نَدَامَةً إِلَّا غَفَرَ لَهُ قَبْلَ أَنْ يَسْتَغْفِرَ مِنْهُ وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَسَلَامُ Allah does not come to know of any of his servants being regretful over committing a sin, but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives him, even before him seeking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq to constantly seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And we should not only seek forgiveness after committing a sin, we should constantly make istighfar even after committing good deeds. Because we are full of deficiencies and every good deed that we do requires istighfar. And our istighfar requires istighfar. And our tawbah also requires tawbah. Because we all can look into our own selves and, and, and look at ourselves and look at our actions and we will ourselves know how many deficiencies we have. Allah SWT says that every human being, he knows himself better than anyone else. There's a saying in Arabic that the owner of the house, he knows very well what is in his house. So an outsider, he doesn't know what is in our house. But we know what is in our house. We know what furniture we have, what what plates we have and all the possessions, items we have in our house, we know, we know of it. But an outsider doesn't know what is in our house. So this proverb is used to show that every person knows what he, need, what he needs to work on, what he needs to rectify himself in. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq and make, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq to make muhasaba of ourselves every day and seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa akhiru da'amana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Everyone is requested to pray the Sunnah, inshallah.